hey guys, do you want to hear us, you know, keep doing the show, talking to more people? I know you do, because you, we somehow won the most comedic podcast on earth. And you know how we do that? Because people like you. You go to Patreon at patreon.com slash ompodcast, and you throw us a couple of bucks a month, and we keep the lights on here and food in Jacob's belly. Because look at him. Poor kid's wasting away. He needs food. Look at him. Well, you can't hear him. But say something, Jacob. Oh, I tried to burp. I must throw up. <laughs> yeah, don't throw up on the show. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash ompodcast and give us money. Thursday night, and we're here for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm the younger, hotter model, Jacob Craig. <laughs> well, we had a guest tonight, but uh, I guess we got our wires crossed, so it's going to be just me and you tonight. How do you feel about Ooh. that? You know what? I like it, man. We don't get a chance to talk enough. And now we have all the time in the world to talk because we can be on Zoom for however long with two people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just the two with my of new us. Toy. We can we make, can it, make if we it if try. we try. Just the two of us. Just the two yeah. of us. Oh, I like it. Uh, we're going to get taken down now for <laughs> copyright strike. Oh, man. So, um, like I said in the beginning of the show, we somehow won Hollywood Digest's most comedic show on earth. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> well, I didn't even, I didn't know, even know Jason, we were in the running. For anything, when a man and a woman love each other very, very much, <laughs> is this a bird sometimes and talk? I, I need a bird yeah. and talk. Sometimes your podcast with a few dedicated listeners will win will win best comedic podcast on earth award. I like it. It gave when you told me that we won, it gave me a special tingling feeling in my naughty bits, and it felt good. Yeah, I mean, I I had the same feeling, but in my back naughty bits. <laughs> Oh, that was a fart. That's what that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have IBS, so. Uh, oh, dude, that sucked. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. You it's know who else mine. has IBS? Uh, who? Frazier. Frazier has IBS. Oh, yeah, Kelsey Grammer does? Yeah, he does. He was, like, he was like the IBS spokesperson for a while. Like, wow. How do you get that fucking job? <laughs> like, who would want to be, like, who would want to tell the world, like, I have IBS? And have it be like, you know, a public service announcement. Like, did he get paid? I'm sure he got paid for that. Oh, he had to. If he had to have gotten paid more than a regular person would have. I mean, I think about it. I'm like, yeah, it would take a lot of money for me to be a spokesperson. But honestly, I would be a spokesperson for anything at this point for money. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was the spokesperson for shit yogurt. <laughs> Is that what we're going to call this episode? Shit yogurt. Shit yogurt. Yeah, let's call it shit yogurt. Why not? That we'll sounds, just talk about Jamie Lee lovely. Curtis. Speaking Activia. of Jamie Lee Curtis, man, I'm so disappointed that the new Halloween movie didn't come out this last year. I got to wait a whole nother freaking year. Well, not a whole year now, like another, what, eight, ten months? Something um, like that. I think it's coming out in October this year. So uh, I've only seen, I saw the original Halloween for the very first time this last year. 
and I really, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch the remake, but I do have Halloween Three: Season of the Witch yes. recorded on yes. my DVR. Come I'm gonna the, watch it. Come to the dark side, my child. What are you gonna do if I hate it, Jason? Um, it's not gonna hurt my feelings, but because y- y- if you don't like weird science fiction, you're probably not gonna like it. Because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily consider it a horror movie because it's not really a horror movie. It's more right. like a very uncomfortable sci-fi movie. Like there's I just, like that. There's just weird stuff. Like I, I wouldn't not categorize it as horror at all. It's more just it's sci-fi. It's real like not hard sci-fi, but it's just it's got that weird John Carpenter feel to it. Like you know, like Escape from New York or or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I dig that. I, I like I like the movie Weird Science. That's you know, <laughs> everybody likes weird, weird science. Weird science, yeah. <laughs> no, I like I like weird science fiction movies. I you know I I kind of unironically like stuff that comes on at like midnight on Sci-Fi. You know what I mean? Well, that would be that would be Halloween three. That that's a perfect midnight Sci-Fi Channel movie. Excellent. I mean, then I'm probably gonna love it. Because I talk shit on Mississippi River Sharks. I love Mississippi River Sharks, dude. I don't think I've ever watched Mississippi River Sharks all the way through. I think I watched the parts that me and Wally were in, and then I left. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Didn't... Who was the one that was in that? It was Jason London, right? Yeah, it was Jason, or was it Jeremy? Jason London. Jason uh, Jeremy London. London was his... Not stunt double, but sort of did different stuff when Jason couldn't do something. I, I don't remember. He was there doing stuff, but I don't, I don't remember yeah. what. I just remember him, like, because the last time I watched it, I've watched it multiple times. I've never all the way through. But I remember the last time I watched it, I watched it up until the point where Jason London has an eye patch on for some reason. And then a shark just projectile, like, tackles him off a fucking pier. I have no I turned it off. I have no memory of that whatsoever. I don't even think I got that far in the movie. We should try to get Jason London on the podcast and ask him about Mississippi River Sharks. Honestly, I'm sure he would. I'll ask him. I'll uh, I'll, I'll shoot him a text this week and see if he wants to come on. Because he's got a new movie uh, with Corin Nemec. Is it a movie or is it a TV show? Uh, What's it called? uh, Hold on. Hold on. Let me look on Instagram Uh, real quick. um, Jamie, can you pull that up? Yeah. (laughs) I wish we had a Jamie. That'd be nice. Um, Addy Dwyer offered to be our Jamie at one point. And I told her I would feel bad if she did that because she would just watch every show and then we'd just, I don't know, how do make I look fun it up of her, if, I guess. How do I look it up if I can't remember what it's called? Um, look at his filmography, his IMDb. Um, hold on. Oh, here it is. Uh, Blackwater Blues is what it's called. Oh, okay. I, I've, I think I've loosely heard of that somewhere. And uh, you know who Corin Nemec is, don't you? He played uh, Parker Lewis back in the 90s and uh, was in a bunch yeah, of yeah. movies in the 90s. I've heard the name. I, I can't really put a face or like a TV show or anything to it. You'd know his face if you saw him. He was actually, did you ever see the original? Uh, they actually have uh, that new version of Stephen King's The Stand out mm-hmm. right now, CBS All Access. Yeah. Well, uh, Corin Nemec was uh, in the original uh, TV adaptation of The Stand. Okay. The one with uh, Ted Danson in it, right? Uh, no, it didn't have Ted Danson. It had... Uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan, what's his name? Uh, oh, Gary Sinise. Yeah, Gary Sinise. Okay, and, I must be. Um, thi- oh, I was thinking of the original Creep Show. That's my mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Creep Show too. 
Yeah, that was I, the one with Ted dancing in it, and yeah. the guy from Airplane makes him bury himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Didn't they do a Creep Show remake? Yeah, it's on AMC. They did a, a remake oh, TV show. I need to watch that. It's absolute dog shit. You Is it? Save your, yeah, save your time. Don't, Son of don't a worry bitch. About it. I hate it's it when so they bad, remake dude. good stuff, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do, and then they just completely ruin it. Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. You, you might like it. Like, my parents liked it. Just because they watched the original Creep Show. Yeah. Well, I I love The Stand, the book The Stand by Stephen King. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Stephen King books, and I I still like the original TV uh, miniseries. And I was like, really excited for this new one to come out. I watched the first two episodes. I was like, this is boring as fuck. I don't know really? what they're doing. They're ruining it. That's too bad. Man. Oh, Freddie versus know. all is in the chat, and he says he watched uh, Mississippi River Sharks a couple of times all the way through. A couple of times, bro. <laughs> you just you just won my heart. You should get you a just prize. Won my heart. You get a prize. You should get a that. prize. <laughs> you know, like, Freddie versus all. You should come over. We'll watch Mississippi River Sharks together. Yeah, it'll you know, be a whole thing. Once this pandemic is over with, let's all get together and watch Mississippi River Sharks together. Absolutely, we should do we should do like a commentary with Wally on Mississippi yeah. River Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I can take I can take you to where we filmed it at. Um, it's right there in Ocean Springs at one of oh, the for piers. Real? Yeah, at one of the fishing piers. I've probably been there before. I probably fished there. Probably. It's like one of those little inlets right there off of um uh is it Beach Boulevard? I don't think it's Beach Boulevard, but it's close to it. Um I can't even describe how to get there, but it's, yeah. it's very easy to get there. But uh, I passed by it the other day. With uh, Angelina, and I was like, oh, that's where we, we filmed Mississippi River Sharks. <laughs> She's like, really? I was like, doesn't look very big. It's not. Just a little piece. Yeah. That's, that's not the first time she's told you that. Yes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Yeah, you did. Um, so do we want um, to talk about the 2,000-pound the, the ape in the room and what happened yesterday? Yeah, we might as well. Ooh, I don't know what happened there. My new toys is is yeah, giving sound, me troubles. You sound silky. Thank you. I feel silky. I got a new microphone. Everyone at home that's listening, I, I have an actual professional microphone now. Yeah, so everybody. So if can you're watching stop, video, everybody you can, can see me hunched over. Everybody can stop complaining now about how you sound like ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys suck suck my Yeti Nano mic. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, we should we should do a State of the Union. I mean. It's our podcast. We could put our opinions on it, you know. Uh, so, um, if if you're listening to this and you live under a rock, um, basically, <laughs> uh, the the gravy seals tried to uh, take over the the, the capital yesterday in Washington D.C. and um, one of the guys who looked like he was about to officiate the the Royal Order of Water Buffaloes meeting. Uh, <laughs> um, they they attacked the Capitol and um, they took all the senators. They were trying to, um, they were doing the. It was basically a formality to certify Joe Biden uh, as president of the United States, and a bunch of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol um, for some God knows why reason. Because I don't understand how. Uh, people have gotten so crazy over a uh, two-bit reality show star, um, 
how that happened is beyond me. Uh, I don't know exactly what to say about it. It's really disheartening to me how many people I know have drank the, the, the Trump Kool-Aid. And it really disappoints me. And I don't know what to say. Like, it's been a weird 24 hours, like 36 hours now since that happened. And I've had to deal with friends who justify it family who justify it and I'm like these are people I've known my whole life and they're okay with people trying to overthrow the government and I'm not okay with that and I feel really strange about it and I, I want to hear what you your thoughts are yeah I it's really weird like I'm scared for the genuinely scared for the first time in a very long time you like, and me both I mean, when the pandemic happened, yeah, like, I'm diabetic and everything. And if I get COVID, chances are something very serious might happen to me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that just affects me. Like, that's something that I can deal with. Like, this is something that, you know, I have a daughter to protect, man. Yeah. Like, that's, See, that's really scary. That's another thing. You have a child. I, I don't have a child. I only have, you know, myself to look after, my girlfriend. Uh, you know, I have nephews that are, are still teenagers and I, I, it scares me the world they're going to have to be in. And I know, I don't know. I, I, I don't want them to turn into assholes. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. yeah Freddie, Freddie said he, uh, he can't believe he's surprised how bad the Capitol police were. Thing is, I mean, the ones that were trying to do their job. Um, the ones that weren't letting people in, um, they were just overwhelmed. Like there, like you saw the the video of the poor black guy who was being chased mm -hmm. up the stairs. Like he's one guy. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. One dude. And like, if I was a black guy, and I saw a bunch of raging hillbilly white guys running at me, I would want more than a stick. I would be like yeah. running my ass off. I'm a white dude. And I, if I saw a bunch of white, those white people running at me, I'm going the other way. Like, I do not want yeah. anything to do with those people. Dude, he's a stronger man than me. I mean, I would have started unloading on him. Yeah, he Straight was trying up, to I, hold his ground, man. Dude, I, I wish we could interview that guy on this show. I'd be like, dude. Yeah. Uh, you Him have and the Twisted my, T guy. You have my... Oh, yeah. I want that Twisted T guy on here, son. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you seen the video somebody made of the Twisted T guy and uh, President Trump, where he's taking no. his mask? He's at the where he, when he got back from the hospital and he was up on the on the the railing of the White House and he took his mask off. As soon as he did that, the uh, the the Twisted T guy pops up and just fucking smokes Trump <laughs> in the face. It's the funniest gif I've I've seen in a while. It made me actually laugh out loud. I should look that up. Yeah, man, it's it's. It's weird that something like that goes viral and then a few days later, you know. I knew I should have bought stock in uh, Twisted, in Twisted tea. tea. Yeah, There you go. Maybe I need to start buying Twisted Teas because I'm not old enough to get a gun yeah. yet. So, that, you know, it's, it scares me that I have a daughter to protect. I'm not old enough to have a gun. And I'm surrounded, you know, by neighbors who unequivocally believe in this guy when all these people were storming the capitol there were gunshots all around my house Dude, of people like freaky i guess preparing i don't I know don't, what they're doing i don't know 
I mean, it's it's scary, man. I mean, there's there's officially three major political parties right now. It's Democrat, Democrats, Republicans, and the Trump cult. Yeah. Like, you cannot call yourself a Republican if you just blindly support this guy. Yeah. That. Well, here's the know, thing. I mean, you know, I'm 43 years old. I'm going to be 44 this year. I have, in the past, I never really voted until the past, until Obama. Um, I never really, even, even after Obama, like in 2012, I voted, um, I voted Green Party because I was ready to get weed legalized. So um, <laughs> I knew he was going to win anyways. And I live in Mississippi, so my vote doesn't count. Um, right. So, I, you know, I've, always, I've have voted up and down the line uh, my whole life. It didn't really matter if it was Democrat, Republican. I always voted for who I felt was the best person. And it right. feels like within the last, like, I'd say 15 years or so, 10 to 15 years, like the Republican Party has become uh, the party of uh, extreme uh, extremism, basically. Like, and I see it from the left, too, because I'm not that far left, but yeah. I'm not as I'm not scared of people on the left. Like, yeah, you, exactly. I'm not scared of them. I'm not yeah, scared they're just gonna of, hurt you with words. I'm not scared of BLM. Uh, you know, I have black I have black friends. I'm not scared of BLM. I'm not I'm not afraid of gay people. Like I, I you know, I have gay friends. Like I'm not scared of the left. It's the crazy ass hillbilly gun toting uh Bible thumping white boys with four teeth on the right that I am terrified of. And I don't wanna it it's especially living where we live like we live in a pretty um a pretty diverse area of you know we we're from Mississippi if you don't know that but we live on the Gulf Coast which the rest of the state calls us coast trash because because hey, we're coast trash represent yeah coast trash you know represent I mean? because you know very we, proud of that we are more uh diverse here along the coast um but I don't know. It's scary. Like I'm scared to go places and I, I see people driving around uh town with like, you know, huge Trump flags on their, their, their trucks. And I'm like, I can't think of one single human being I'm into enough to fly out their flag on my vehicle. <laughs> like, yeah. Politician or no, like I, you know, maybe Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, it, imagine if your girlfriend asked you, like, hey, will you fly a flag of me on your car? I'd have to respectfully say, baby, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and like I see those people in the first I, I got to be honest, the first thing that comes to my mind is something is mentally wrong with that person. They yeah. they have issues that they're not dealing with. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to. Like uh, it circles all the way back around to the way we treat mental health in this country, the way we treat health care. If we had universal health care, we would have better mental health, um, mental health care. So people could get the help that they need and not go crazy and wear horns to, you know, take over the freaking capital of the United States. Because people can sit here and say all day long that those that it was a peaceful protest. It was not a peaceful, peaceful protest. Four fucking people died over this shit. Our president incited a riot and where four people were killed. Four American yeah. people were killed. And that was not 
a protest. That was a coup attempt, is what that was. I don't care what people say it was. That was craziness. And I, yeah. I never thought in a million years I would ever see anything like that in my lifetime. Yeah, and the the woman that they're trying to make the martyr of their cause, the the veteran that uh, got shot and killed, uh, she reached a point in the Congress. I'm not exactly sure, um, uh, you know, what I'm... I don't know the specific details, but I know they warned her several yeah, times. Yeah, so there's a, there's a... If you take... If you go a certain, you know, amount into the Capitol... At some point, you're considered a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And wherever she went, she went so far that she was considered a domestic terrorist, and they shot her as soon as she reached that point. Yeah. I mean, what she do you knew expect? exactly what she was doing. This is a government building where government stuff happens. Uh, <laughs> government you're not stuff. supposed to be there. I mean, yes, we pay for the building with our taxes, but you don't work there. You don't belong there. Um, you can protest and be outside and make your voices heard, but if you go inside and start shit, I got no feelings for you. You get what yeah. what's coming to you. If you're gonna yeah, be, man, an, I mean, if you're gonna be an idiot, you got to expect repercussions, man. And, it, and I think what it boils down to most is the education in this country, yes. because Trump's biggest base are white males who don't have a college education. Well, that's the thing. I've been saying that since the 90s, whenever they're you know, constantly taking money out of uh, funding education. I was like, you know what? That's the only way Republicans stay in power is to keep people dumb. Yeah. The only I don't even know it if happens. it's Republicans anymore, man. Yeah, it's Cause both. I, I, I bet you'll agree with me that I respect the fuck out of Mitt Romney right now. Yes, I voted for Mitt Romney. Yeah, I respect the absolute shit out of Mitt Romney right now. Was He's that the only one who has that the... he ran was 2012. Yeah, yeah that was the year uh, I voted for him. Not that I didn't like Obama, but I liked yeah. Mitt Romney too. And I was like, well, I already wrote, voted for Obama. I'm going to vote for Romney too. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's the last Republican that has any balls to stand up to the fucking tyrant. You know? Yeah, he's the one that's like, hey, you know, what this guy's saying does not represent our party. Mm -hmm. I'm a Republican. I'm not a, a Trump whatever you want to call them. Well, I'm not I, Trump's little lackey. You know, the Republicans really need to like take a step back and really look at what happened. When once the dust is, dust settles, people that are responsible for this need to be held accountable in some yeah, absolutely. way. Absolutely. And if we don't Yeah, I mean this was twice it's gonna, as violent it's as gonna any happen. of the you know, Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, you because know, if this could happen this time, it'll happen again. And though, and those who are responsible need to be held accountable. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about that. It's just we have to be, we got to be better, man. Like we're America, we're better than this. I know we are. We always do the right. Who who was it that said Americans uh, are arrogant, but they always do the right thing when the when the when the time comes or whatever. I don't I don't remember who's it was some saying believe, like that. I believe it was Mr. T. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ooh, them damn Americans, they cool. They fools. They fools, but they do the right thing. But um I read I've been reading uh Matthew McConaughey's new book, uh Green Lights. Really? And um I didn't know he had yeah, a new book. Yeah, dude, it's really interesting. It's it's a philosophy book, if anything. It's less of an autobiography and more of a philosophy book. Yeah. And um All right, all right, all right. 
All right, all right, all right. <laughs> he, he actually tells the story behind that, and it's very interesting. But um, he at one point went to, uh, I believe, the Amazon River uh, or somewhere in South America, or it might have been Africa. But he was with these two guides, and uh, they were both Muslim. And they saw this woman who was a prostitute. And one of them said, oh, well, that's a shame. She shouldn't be selling her body like that. And the other one countered with, well, it's not up to us to decide what she does with her body. You know, she can live her life and we live our life. And Matthew McConaughey took the side of the guy who's like, oh, no, she shouldn't be out here. And they both scolded him because they said it's not about being right, Matthew. It's about understanding the other side. Yes. That's what we all need to understand. You can have your opinion. We can understand each other. Neither of us are right. But now that we understand each other, we can move on. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start the Church of St. McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Bow Vote your, Matthew McConaughey for president. Bow your heads. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm down with that. I would go to Church McConaughey. We should vote for Robert Redford, because that's who was president in Watchmen, and he saved the world. Yeah. Who are some of the great presidents in movies? Um, Because, you know, Morgan Freeman Freeman always plays plays a great president. You know who else would make a great president? Um, What's his name? Uh, Not not Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Mm, uh, Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yeah, from Independence Day. Yeah. Who else uh, is a great a great president in movies? You know, uh, rest in peace, Tommy Lister, who just died, was president yeah. in the Fifth Element. I forgot about that. That's a good pull. Oh yeah. Um, and you you would never think that he would be elected president. That's a <laughs> scary looking motherfucker. Oh, Terry Crews, because he played President Macho Camacho in uh, in Idiocracy, which. Is oh, now yeah. a documentary. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We should vote for Terry Crews. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I said on Facebook yesterday. I haven't gotten on Facebook in forever, but I, I just had to vent yesterday. And I was yeah. like, you know what? If all this is happening because of a two-bit D-list celebrity game show host, like, why don't we just go ahead and, and vote one of the guys from Jackass next time? You're like, hi, I'm yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to the State of the Union. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I mean, yes. we might as well, dude. Steve O is fucking vice president. <laughs> Get up on the podium, staple his balls to his leg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cocaine would be legal for sure. Yeah, it would. So would wasabi. <laughs> did you ever see when he snorted wasabi? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. I did. That made me hurt just watching it. That was early Jackass too, wasn't it? Yeah, that was first couple of seasons. Dude, have you seen Bam Margera lately? He's starting yeah. to look like his dad Phil. <laughs> yeah, have you have you seen his Dr. Phil episode where he like cries for help? Yeah. Like his mom put him in uh rehab for a while. Is his dad still alive, Phil? I I don't know. I think he might have I mean, he had to have died, right? He had to have. That dude was so unhealthy is yeah. Phil Margera. Um, Bill Marger. Is he able to take a peaceful shit in the big toilet <laughs> in the sky? Let's see. He was born in uh, 1939. 
Jeez, that's so uh, looks like he died in 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it says, uh, hold on. Uh, born July 3rd. Oh, no, never mind. It doesn't, it says October 13th, 1939 to June 16th, 2007. Uh, but it says here he's age 63, but it doesn't have a death. So I don't know if that's. Well, if it, if it says aged 63, I mean, it dead. says age 63. Oh, well. So I guess he's still alive. Well. Sorry, Phil Margera. Yeah, <laughs> we thought you're we thought you're dead, bud. Well, you know they're I, making another Jackass movie. Yeah, coming out with Jackass Four this year. Well, I, I know that Phil's uncle, uh, Phil's Phil's brother, died. Um, what was his name? Oh God, what was his name? Uh, the one with was the it, weird wonky eye. <laughs> yeah, um, Boom, Boom Margera. No, not Boom. Uh, <laughs> God, what was his name? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing him on the show. Yeah, it, he had this weird. He, yeah, he was actually had to leave the show at one point because he was busted for like hiring an underage prostitute or some shit. Oh like my that. god! Yeah, it was it was weird. That's like one of the worst crimes I can imagine <laughs> someone being busted for. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like methamphetamine no, or something, it was, but nope. it was something rancid, like an underage <laughs> prostitute or something. Oh my god! Like, yeah, that's so bad, dude. Did you um, hear? Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I, I was actually gonna ask you. Um, you go ahead because I, I want to end the show talking about something uh, upbeat. Okay. Um, something not so upbeat. Did you hear about Tanya Roberts? Tanya Roberts. So she played Midge Piccolotti on uh, that '70s show, oh, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a bomb. Yeah, they announced her a... death. Yeah, but she wasn't dead. And then, and then when she they... died the next day. And then when they came out with the thing that says she wasn't dead, that's when she died. Yeah. How fucked up is that? And like, <laughs> so what all happened was like. Because no one can see her in the hospital because of COVID. So her partner told Inside Edition that he went to see her to go say goodbye. And I guess they construed that as her like being already dead. But he just knew that she was dying. And then while he was on Inside Edition, they called him on like a landline phone. And they're like, hey, your wife's or your girlfriend's alive. And he started crying, and he's like, I'm so happy. Uh, and then she died. And then she died. Oh, my God, that sucks. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I love that, that show, that 70s show. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember seeing her when I was a kid um, in Beastmaster? that movie. Uh, not Beastmaster, um, Sheena. And oh, she yeah. was naked in Sheena. She's and I remember we rented it, and I watched it, and that was like, that's actually my first memory of like, like, like Touch Biloxi says, like Mushmouth. My sexual awakening was the movie wow. Sheena because she was naked so much in that movie. I was so in love with her. Like, think well, I remember watching that movie and feeling feelings I had never had before <laughs> because of that movie. Yeah, man. I <laughs> when she died, I I looked up some. Um... Some of her uh, Playboy shoots. Oh yeah, she was, she was, she was in it, man. She was yeah. 
He was definitely a worthy Bond girl. Yeah. Don Vito, thank you, Freddy versus all. Don Vito Margera. Please oh. tell me you remember Don Vito. No, I don't. You don't remember Don Vito? He's the one. Like you could never understand what he was saying. <laughs> no. Did he sound like like he was on Swamp People? Yeah, he would like start like getting all excited, and he'd be like, they would always have to do like captions for him on the show because nobody could understand what he was saying. And most of the time, it would be like a couple of words and then just gibberish. It would just literally say gibberish. Speaks in Louisiana. Yeah. It was hilarious. But yeah, he got busted for something like like child prostitution or something. It was God dude. Damn, dude. Ripped on veto, dude. Yeah. Went down too soon. Um, before we leave, I, I want I just wanted to get your opinion on uh I know you love the Star Wars like I do. What did you think of mm-hmm. the uh the Mandalorian? We are gonna spoil it a bit if you haven't seen it, but too bad it's been like, you know, a month now. So Well so you know on you understand how poor I am, Jason. You haven't seen it, have you? No. I've seen the first like six episodes of The Mandalorian. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> I knew I was gonna ruin it for you. All right, so let's shift. Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? Yes, I did. Okay, let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Um, in my honest opinion, I don't really have an opinion about it. I don't think it was as good as the first one. I just felt like it was a movie made by committee. Like, there was, it was so all over the place. I just felt like I never could get into it because it was so uneven and just like all over the place like i couldn't get into it you know yeah see i hate to say it because a lot of the success of that movie is because of patty jenkins because it's a wonder woman movie directed by a strong woman yeah but everything that's wrong with that movie could have been fixed by a better director i don't think so i just didn't i thought she's a great i think she's a good director but I just, I don't know, just that script, that story just felt so... Hey, she wrote it, too. She did? I don't know. Yeah, her and um, Scott Snyder. Well, that's why. Scott Snyder's a terrible storyteller. Yeah. The dude's a great visual director, but you cannot put that guy in charge of writing or anything. Yeah, they developed the script together, and Patty Jenkins directed it. Um, my big beef with it was that the, the CGI was horrible. Um, it was so bad in the final fight scene that, like, I imagine they made the final fight scene so dark that you couldn't see Cheetah because yeah. the CGI on Cheetah was so bad. Well, that's all. That's the way it always is. You know, I even go back and watch like uh, Marvel movies, and you can tell when when they're like they don't feel like rendering something too well. Mm-hmm. They're just like I just put a bunch of shit right here, <laughs> like them rolling around yeah. in the dirt or something, or the dark. But it's like. In a two-hour, 45-minute movie, the final fight scene's maybe five minutes in the dark. You can't see anything. Man, you could have had a lot, you know, allocated a lot more time to that final fight scene and made it a giant thing with, you know, in the daytime so you can see Cheetah. Yeah. Like, and I like Kristen Wiig, too. She's good in everything I've seen her in. Oh, yeah. She, she killed that role, man. It's just when she finally did the final transformation, what killed her was the that you couldn't see her. Yeah. And the whole movie, in my opinion, is a giant plot hole 
because in 1984, the world almost ends. Everyone's making wishes and shit. Mm-hmm. And somehow Bruce Wayne doesn't remember. Like you're telling me Batman doesn't remember all yeah. this happening in 1984. Because <laughs> Batman in the DCEU is supposed to be like 4550. Yeah. So he well, should remember. Alfred that, should definitely fucking remember. Well, they just did a thing where they, um, uh, Michael Keaton is going to be the oh, main yeah. Batman in the DCU. I'm totally down for that because I even talked to Steve Scott and Steve Wise both uh, years ago, probably around 2015, that I wanted to do my own version of like actually use Steve Scott to go to DC and be like, look, I have an idea. Or what would have been the third Bur- uh, Burton verse film, and do a graphic novel with Steve. I would write it. He would, uh, you know, he would illustrate it, and um, it just never kind of came to fruition because even even they were just like, dude, they'll never, <laughs> they'll never yeah, go they'll for never that. Go for it. Um, but I had a really good idea for what would have been a third Burton verse movie, like an older Batman um, having to come back with basically. What was, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's type of Joker, where like this this Joker disciple comes back, like it's and it's actually the son of uh Jack Napier or whatever, and would have been like you know come back with as as a new version of the Joker and and sort of along the lines of sort of a Dark Knight Returns type of thing, <clears throat> but he has to get like a younger trainee to come in and help him take down the new joker and his henchmen and all that kind of it would have been a cool story to do i really wanted to do that but man yeah michael keaton is my batman him and mm-hmm. him and uh the original adam west like i i love the the original batman 66 series when i was a kid absolutely yeah man i um i think it's a really smart move with i mean Ben Affleck's coming back for Flashpoint, mm. but obviously he doesn't want back in the role. Yeah. So introducing Michael Keaton's, I'm assuming the original universe back yeah. and, ha- and expanding upon it with no strings attached, no universe attached to it. It's such a smart move, especially if you can get like Damon Wayne or, Ke- or Carrie Kelly in there. Yeah. And truly make it. I really know, hope smart. that. It, they, you know, that Henry Cavill stays on because I like him as Superman. I really mm-hmm. hope they can bring back Brandon Routh in some way, and maybe if they could have a body double and go to the Christopher Reeve estate and get permission to do, you know, a deep fake with him uh, as uh, Christopher Reeve coming back, that would be that would be epic. Yeah, I think with with Flashpoint, the possibilities are endless. And I think they're going to have to do a lot to compete with the third Spider-Man movie that's going to yeah. be Spider-Verse. Dude, I'm telling you. always wanted with I told, three Spider-Man. I told you this the other night. If they don't do the meme with uh, Tobey Maguire, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, and uh, 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 Tom, Tom Holland. Holland, if they don't have the meme of them all three pointing at one another at some point in that movie, <laughs> that is a missed opportunity. Yeah, man. I, I hope they do it just for the meme, yeah, but I don't know if they will. It depends on who's directing it. I think. I th- if somebody, I think if somebody with a good sense of humor, they will. And I think Kevin Feige, you know, he's in charge of all the MCU stuff. I think he would be smart enough to be like, "Hey guys, just put this one scene in there. It, it doesn't even have to be long. Just 
a I second, so, man. like a, like a second and a half of them just all pointing at one another, just to satisfy all the nerds out there who would get that. I hope so, but I mean, it is enough just to see um, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock back, Andrew yes. Garfield's Spider Man, uh, Tobey Maguire. A lot of people are saying that he's already on. He's not signed to the to be on this yet. Everyone's just assuming that he's going to be in it. Well, what's he doing? Um, he's not doing much. Give him. That's true. You know, throw him a million bucks and tell him to come in for 10, 10 minutes of screen yeah. time. But I do believe that Kirsten Dunst has signed on to it to be MJ. Ah, um, okay. But yeah, I mean, if even if it is just Andrew Garfield, man, like doing Spider Verse this way with all these Easter eggs and, 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 you know, finally giving people what they want, that's what Flashpoint has to do. Yeah. You know, give us Michael Keaton, give us Ben Affleck, mm. give us. Everything. Give us Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman, yeah. please. Give us that Thomas Wayne Batman. Yeah, you gotta. Awesome. You gotta pick the the universe back up, and you have to make a good movie. You have to appeal to the fans because you tried not doing that mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think D, the DC universe might be way too far behind. They just, I don't well, know. Well, they need they... to do one shots like the Joker was that yeah. aren't attached to anything. That's what they do best. They do that with their animated, uh, uh, you know, their animation studios. All those one shots are great. Yeah. And just give it to a director who has a vision and Mm -hmm. say, make your movie. Here's a blank check. Yep. You know, here's the characters we want in it. Give me, give me a movie check. I can make a a Batman movie. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Who would you hire as Batman um, if you could if you could make one Batman movie? Ooh, who would I hire as Batman? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Um when when Christian Bale left, my overwhelming number one pick was Carl Urban. Oh I thought he would have made a really good Batman, especially seeing him in the boys now. Dude, have you seen in the the uh Dread? No, I've actually never seen Dread. You have got to see Dread. Do that tonight. <laughs> Dread is one of the best comic book movies that's ever been made. I'm telling you. Dude, the list of movies you've told me to watch is so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't everybody, get to them all. <laughs> everybody that's seen Dread knows, uh, knows how good that Dread movie is. And it didn't do well. That's why we didn't get any sequels. But even Carl Urban's like, I would love to do a sequel. Because that movie's so damn good. Yep. Oh, Freddy vs. All said the laughing Batman, too, is the anti Batman Who Laughs. Yeah. yeah. That would be a really great one-shot movie. I mean, yeah. obviously you would need the our, a very good actor for it and someone who's not afraid to have their face covered for the whole fucking time. Yeah. You know, so someone with not a very big ego. And I think if I was to do a Batman movie, I would basically just do an adaptation of The Long Halloween. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's one that needs to be adapted for sure. Yeah. Because we've, you know, we've had Nightfall already and we're getting, you know, Flashpoint. We've, we've The Dark Knight Returns has kind of played out. So, you know, the, yeah. long, the long Halloween would be a really good one. That's also, one of... Batman Beyond, dude. Yeah. I would love to see Batman Beyond. I would love that, dude. I With love Batman Michael Beyond. Keaton and, you know, a, a younger actor playing Batman. Well, maybe see, that's, a, that's how know. I kind of would picture if you're going to bring back him as as Bruce Wayne you have to do like a Batman Beyond type thing where you know he's the older broken down Batman he doesn't do it anymore but he's training the new 
Batman. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that would be really great for to do with Michael Keaton. And that's what everyone wants is Michael Keaton's yeah. Batman Beyond and just hire, you know, a really talented young actor, maybe Timothy Chalamet or Dylan O'Brien yeah. to be Terry McGinnis. And that's going to be a fucking blockbuster, dude, for <laughs> yeah. sure. I think if I was to be able to, like, if I was to do the long Halloween, um, uh, what's his name? He was in Mad Men. I always pictured him. John Hamm? John Hamm. I always pictured him. He was almost him. Batman. Yeah. Uh, instead always, of Ben Affleck. He's got that freaking jaw, man, and that voice. Oh, yeah. And the swagger. I picture him as a, like a kind of an older middle aged Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been doing it for like, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah, for sure. And, <clears throat> and I feel like he, he would have been a better choice than Ben Affleck, in my opinion, you know, for uh, Batman v Superman. I honestly, even though think, Ben Affleck's grown on me a little bit, I don't think Bat- Ben Affleck did a bad job at all. I actually He's grown like, on me for sure. Yeah, I like Ben Affleck, but it's just when you're given crap material, it's hard to be yeah. good. You know, and it's hard to make a hard to make a diamond out of dog turds. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want want Henry Cavill to stay Superman. I think Henry Cavill makes a perfect Superman. He's just been mm-hmm. given crap material to work with. Yeah, Man of Steel proves that. I I really liked Man of Steel. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie, and even Gal Gadot, like I, she's great as Wonder Woman. Oh, but yeah, she's the perfect Wonder Woman. She Absolutely, give enough. She doesn't get enough direction. Know, direction, yeah, like I, like enough to just really, you know, like a good character study art type yeah. of thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's when you're handed shit scripts, and the shit scripts make millions of billions of dollars and you don't have to exert that extra effort as yeah. an actor you know what's the point man yeah, i'm gonna exactly. make a billion dollars either way baby <laughs> what you talk about um but i do i do implore you to please go watch dread whenever you can i will and i will watch, watch dread. i'll watch both of them and watch the mandalorian man <laughs> look i will I'll... give you 12 dollars to go get uh disney plus for a month for a month yeah <laughs> my brother has it so i'll i'll ask uh if i can go over there and watch it yeah get his password and just you know, log yeah in. yeah i'll ask for his freaking login greedy bastard but uh <laughs> gotta, dude you someone watch, who uh, you gotta watch well, soul too that new uh pixar movie that oh yeah out. that movie's good i heard it was really good that's yeah, that's that's something I'd, I'd definitely like to watch, especially if it's as good as Onward. Onward was such a good movie. See, I've not seen Onward yet. Very good. It it makes you emotional. It, it makes you want to hug your brother, you know, because <laughs> it's a movie about brothers. I, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Hey, it might no, turn I you love around. My brother. <laughs> might I, turn you around. I on. love my brother. He's just driving me a bit crazy right now. I know oh, I drive him too. crazy, too, but, you know. Dude, my brother's fresh out of the military. He thinks he knows everything about everything. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. man, you got dumber while you were gone in military <laughs> intelligence. What are you going into? Communication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess we're we're running out of steam yeah, here, and uh, I guess that's it. Our 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 guest did not <laughs> yeah, uh, did not join us. She didn't so. show. We were supposed to talk to. Uh, Rich Nana. Rich Nana. Yeah. I wanted to ask her if she if she was rich because I, I need money. You know, judging by her Instagram, she seems pretty wealthy. Yeah, she's got like how many 
freaking followers did she have? Like a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot of followers. I was like, yeah. damn it, we're gonna get some numbers off this episode, and she didn't show up. So boo on we, her. We should we should still just tag her in the yeah. hashtags. <laughs> it's her name is still on the and when I went to Twitch, I forgot to take her name off the the yeah. title of the episode. Oh well. Sorry, Freddie yeah. versus all if you showed up to watch uh Rich Nana. She was not here tonight. Yeah, you know, it, it happens when you, you know, work with these people you don't know personally. Yeah. Sometimes they'll, they'll get their times mixed up. She probably just had... Yeah. I don't she think probably she lives in America times. either, so she's probably on a different time zone. and Probably. Yeah, she probably just got her, her hours mixed up or did her math wrong. Yeah. Dude, uh, funny story before we go. I did that one time. Uh, I had an interview scheduled with Rob Liefeld. <gasps> really? Yeah, dude, I was freaking out so much. This was the biggest interview of my whole life because I do journalism stuff on the side. And my editor got me a, an interview with Rob Liefeld. He trusted it to me. He's like, you know, you're my best writer. I want you to interview Rob Liefeld, write questions, all this. And I was freaking out for days, dude. I stayed up at night writing questions and I did the math wrong and called him two hours early and woke him up. Oh, my God. And I, and I called him three times. And um, I got an email from his manager that said, uh, Rob Liefeld's having a family emergency. He can't do this today. And <sighs> that's a very Rob Liefeld move because the guy's a dick to fake a family emergency like yeah. that. But oh I understand because I called him and woke him up two hours early. <laughs> it was at like 10 in the morning, but still. Damn. Well, I'm yeah, glad so do you your came math in. right, everybody. Yeah, glad you came to see us, Freddie versus all. We're glad you're here. Yeah. We are glad you're here, buddy. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Thanks for contributing to the conversation. Yeah. It's, it's nice to talk to our listeners. We, that's something that we don't get to do enough that we really like to do. See, we've been talking about that, too. We need to, uh, we're going to start doing more episodes where we uh, you know, engage with the audience a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, start taking more questions while we're, while we're live and all that kind of stuff. So we're, you're going to see more of that in the future, and we're going to have some more uh, <laughs> what this uh, – show started out to be interviewing comedians so we're mm-hmm. gonna have more comedians on back on the show soon too absolutely yeah we have a very funny comedian book for the end of january uh my buddy craig williams he yes so hilarious dude One of the they're brand people. new too yeah been doing comedy for like four months and he's already funnier than me it's who incredible do, who do we got coming up next week um so next week we have on uh john velasco who is a uh record producer who ah. he he owns Allied Artists Music Group, which okay. um, that's what Rocky Kramer's signed to. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's, he signed to his label, and um, he's worked with guys like Ozzy Osbourne. Um, he's worked with Tina Turner. He's worked with the Muppets, so that's how you know he's legit. You awesome. Know? You work with Kermit the Frog, you're going to work the rest <laughs> of your life, baby. Hell yeah. Well, this has been a fun show. I'm glad we got to do a... a... A hostful episode. Tonight. Oh yeah, it, it's it's always fun when we get to to catch up and just you know talk as friends. Which yeah, that's that's what we wanted to do. You know, originally too is talk as friends and then just bring in other people of the conversation. So it's it's good when we get to um you know act, actually do that every oh, once yeah. in a while. And if uh, if you want to uh, you know support the show, we could use it. And uh, if you have a business. We have a tier on the uh, the Patreon where you can go, and if you do that tier, we will shout out you. Even just if it's just you, we'll shout out you. We'll be a uh, official sponsor 
of the podcast, and we will advertise you at the front of the show. You will be a sponsor of the episode. So if you have a business or you know somebody has a business, send them over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's O-M-M as in mother podcast. Open, open, open micers, O-M podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to leave us a review, if you know, you know, if times are tough and you don't have money to give us, reviews are free, man. Yeah. Leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we're, you know, we'd love a, a, a shiny little five-star review. That's the thing. We get a lot of views on uh, Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, go uh, just take like 10 seconds and go review us on Spotify because that will help us jump up in the rankings and get us in front of more mm-hmm. people. More people means more money. More money means bigger shows, bigger guests, all that good stuff. So it's up to you, people. All you got to do is just go give us a review. Um, but that's going to be it for this week. Anything else you want to throw out there before we say goodnight? No, I just hope that uh, all of our listeners had very happy holidays. Yeah. And 2021 looks very bleak so far. <laughs> but it can be much better if we, uh, if we all work together to make it better. Yeah. So, you know, hug your hug your neighbor, even yes. if they have opposing views. And let's all work together this time. Please stay safe out there, everybody. Um, and uh, actually, one more thing before we go. I did want to give a shout out to. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. How uh, yeah, dare you? Hold on. Let me let me play this real quick. <laughs> that was uh, Pepper Goins. <laughs> the legend. Yeah. Uh, before we go, a uh, little bit of serious note. Um, uh, the Gulf Coast music scene lost one of our own, uh, a huge, huge part of the uh, the Gulf Coast music scene. Uh, a band called Adam Ship. And of course, he was it was a singer in Adam Ship, and of course, a uh, Paper Cup Massacre. Um, Joey Culver passed away on uh, January first. Uh, to start the year out, <laughs> and we found out that Joey Culver had passed away. So I uh, just want to give, uh, you know, my heart goes out to his family, uh, all of his, uh, re- you know, remaining bandmates, because Nate, the original guitar player for Adam Ship, he died uh, about eight or nine years ago. So half the band is gone now, man. And it's like, it's getting, we're getting older. <laughs> and, oh man, it, it was a lot for me to process this last week. So yeah, uh, my heart goes out to, you know, Joey, his, his family. Um, everybody that knew him, everybody liked him. He was a good dude and didn't deserve to, to go at 40 years old had so much more life left to give. And, uh, just want to, you know, say, Joey, you know, love you, man. And, uh, I'll see you again someday. And, uh, so that's it. Anything else before we go? Uh, no, man, just, um, you know, rest in peace, Joey. I never had the pleasure. Uh, I regret that I've never had the pleasure. And if, if anyone out there struggling with, you know, mental health or demons or anything like that. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody because chances are that person would rather talk to you for a few hours than read your obituary. So. Yeah. And definitely go check out his music. Go, uh, it's all streaming everywhere. Adam ship. That's a T O M S H I P Adam ship. Uh, and his other band paper cut massacre. You can find both of those on Spotify, iTunes. Um, you know, they had a big hit with a, a song called, uh, pencil fight back in like 2004 and another big hit withered so go check them out even if, you know wherever you listen to your music at go go just download it and listen to it and you know pay tribute to a great musician who will be sorely missed and um, i'm gonna go ahead and play our music here 
If you would like to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and openmikerspodcast on Facebook. And that's it for this week, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.